into the world. But to change the world in a way that means anything. It's slow. It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 5, titled Episode 2.3, Logic Bomb. That HC. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Hmm. It's, it's, so it's another good episode of Mr. Robot. It's hard to... Individ- I find this the hardest episode, the hardest show I've ever reviewed on an episode-by-episode basis because it does feel like it's, an, it's more of a novel. Um, yeah. so like to like expect constant being blown away by reveals and stuff is, is unfair when the show takes so long to set some things up. But on the other part, it's like, I kind of like, well, does that make sense in an episode where we literally had something foreshadowed that paid off like a scene later with Dom's shootout? Right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in very quiet moments. Like, did you get the whole, um, subtext of white Ro- or of white rose and dom's conversation about them potentially both being gay or oh no see that's what i'm saying like there's a lot of shit in here that's just layered deep and in fact did you did you get the uh i mean this show opened up with this like staticky sound which is entirely within the mr robot wheelhouse but it turns mm-hmm. out that was a hang in there kitten poster that they digitally embedded in the spectrograph of the track right so for you know i i went and i actually independently verified this because i was like is that true yeah. or is somebody fucking with us right. uh but yeah i got a copy of the episode and i looked at it and yeah it's in there um, the main reddit thread had a couple people confirming it so i figured it was pretty right. and, and also this is kind of the first time i've heard of anyone doing this is doom Okay, and I almost wonder if Sam Ismail is like, "Oh wow, you can p- could, can put pentagraphs into a soundtrack. Let's fucking put some shit into Mr. Robot because this is something you could do in like yeah. a couple minutes of post production, right?" But it's just, what do you say about a show that has this much layers of coded things? Sure, that's just thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, and there, you know, I mean, within the first two minutes of this we get so much of that yeah uh of this episode alone and is this is scattered throughout all the episodes sure so uh yeah i i don't know i i thought it was it was good um i i am feeling a little bit of i don't know it's not the boredom's not the right word it's it's i i wish there was more hacking stuff going on Mm. because the the season one had a lot more of this, yeah, right? It was like basically there was a, a lot of social engineering, episode, and, yeah, right. And and it was kind of low stakes stuff in a lot of cases, like him hacking uh, his therapist boyfriend's uh, Facebook account and whatnot. Right. I mean, but that was still cool to see. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see. I guess I want to see a little bit more of Elliot in action here, and. You know, I, I'm impatient, like Mr. Robot. <laughs> mm. I mean, I feel like this is the episode where you got a lot of hacking in. And, um, you know, there was a lot of, like, both practical penetrations and, you know, his uh, d- was there? coding up the cell phone logic bomb. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that's all. So I, I guess I don't totally understand what exactly that hack is. Right. Um, 
and and I don't know if we're supposed to, and I'm just not getting it, or the people who are really good at security understand this stuff. Well, that's what I that's I guess what I was going to talk about from the angle is the fact this is the first time there is a hack that um, I don't like the the terminology he used seemed fairly alien to me, and I and and it's one of those things where like I don't know if I knew more about it, it would be more interesting or laughable or or you know or or whatnot, but. Um, I mean, I, sus- I suspect that the dialogue is pretty mostly on when he's narrating what he's doing. It's just that this, for the first time, I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, I know the broad strokes. He's dropping some kind of Wi-Fi hotspot on mm-hmm. an office floor that these government phones are so insecure that they'll accept a anonymous connection to any Wi-Fi. Right. And once they connect to the Wi-Fi, some, some payload will be delivered. And then when a set condition is met, it, he will own all their cell phones. Right, right. And I did, you know, some of this stuff I knew, like the zero-day terminology, I understand. Uh, a reverse shell, I did not, which I had to go look up. And, right. and we'll talk about that here in a second when we get to that scene. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm getting a little impatient with, you know... Uh, Elliot not doing any hacking and and the hacking that's being done not really being explained for like what what it's for at the moment right yeah I just I you know I, I got some feedback from like th- three or four people saying they really appreciate how we break down some of these technical things and it's helped their enjoyment of the show and I'm like oh well that's cool so it makes me feel like that for a lot of season one, a large part of the audience is just kind of nodding their head and going with it. Right. Like, yeah. um, but now they're not even doing like, remember when, and I, now I feel like I'm now, I'm no longer the in the know. I'm like, okay, well this has gone beyond my yeah, already yeah. fairly shallow knowledge of, of, you know, hacking and exploits and whatnot. Sure. Me too. And, and there are a lot of people out there who kind of do understand this stuff in depth. Um, you know, I forget who the the consultant is on this show. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It seems like it's that easiest thing stuff. in the world to get the terminal. You just you say, um, you write Elliot's dialogue. This is what he needs to do. You just right. write it so it makes sense. He needs to hack the FBI like, and you, get rid you, of the you, evidence. Yeah, you find a white <laughs> you find a, a white hat hacker and give him ten grand as a consultant per episode, and yes. there you go, done. So I don't doubt that it's accurate. It's just mm-hmm. um, I guess I. So so if we're what does that say they've about d- us? They've dispensed we... with the graphics. Like remember in the first season when like the the DDoS attack was coming in and they were like, oh my god, it's it's whatever whatever, and they had these graphics up on the of like all the, the monitors, getting, yeah, yeah, of like routing around a specific infected sure. server. Like they don't do that anymore, so it's a little bit harder probably to follow for. But on the other hand, that stuff was kind of the goofier segments of like the fact that you got this right but it was that combined with the just spot on realistic like command level command line level stuff so real talk yeah what does that say about us if our enjoyment even slightly dips if we don't understand the jargon like you know what i'm saying it's not that i didn't understand the jargon it's that i don't understand like what he's actually doing like why he's doing it you know, See, like, I, I he's hacking the FBI for what purpose? So, so he can he can find out and and bury incriminating. He can find out the evidence against them and bury it um, and protect the people that he cares about. Like he's going to have all their emails. He's going to have right. I mean, he's he's claiming that he's going to have complete ownership of their system, which means he can do whatever he wants. He can delete evidence. He I can... guess it's a little too vague for me. Like mm-hmm. I I want something more specific, like a goal that he's trying to attain and. And more than just a single like 
moment of hacking, it like a, more be, of a procedure. It could be that they're wanting, they're actually progressively revealing what this hack is. Because, like, yes, Maybe last so. week they said, you know, all they showed is an Im- um, all they showed is uh, him reading a news article about FBI ditching BlackBerry for Android, right? So you and I knew, oh, well, then he's that's got to be the that's a security flaw he's going to exploit. We didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Now we get a little bit more of the how and and but but we don't know the full details of it. I think I wonder right. if that's going to be something that they're you know kind of letting people figure it out at their own speed, like a kind of a three step reveal. I mean, it's like a three episode reveal. Yeah, like I'm trying to figure out, but what he's actually the... going to delete because like, sure he can delete the computer files, but people still know things. Like Dom still knows the things she knows. Well, that's right? so, so. I like, guess that's the thing. Like. To what extent does a database enhance your crime fighting ability? Okay. Because like, you know, in like in the old days, like in the old Scotland Yard days, you're investigating Jack the Ripper, you have what, a half dozen detectives and they're yeah. all invest and they all get together and they share their notes and that's all whereas in a modern investigation you might have two hundred field agents and they're yeah. all putting in their little piece of the database and somebody's using some kind of net metrics and analysis to pull it all together. Mm-hmm. So I guess what if I'm a Mr. Robot, I'm trying to take a sharp person like Dom and make sure she doesn't get too many pieces of the puzzle. And right. if I can delete them in the system before she's able to synthesize it. Yeah, I also wondered like that Raspberry Pi thing, if that wasn't because he said, oh, it turns out the database got muddled or the fingerprints got muddled because someone fat fingered it. Yeah. And I was wondering, did they really? Or is this or evidence that, that they're already in and they're fucking with the the records? Like, oh, the fingerprints sure. now are just altered and they're useless. Is that because I feel like I feel like what they told us was accurate based on the investigation at uh, <laughs> well, and there's a whole bunch of memes Romero's of, house. There's a whole bunch of memes about like someone fat fingered the pie and then it cut the bill. You know, poor Bill. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like he's Bill the one. or like. Any of those fuckers, like the hard drive at Romero's house going up in flames, like these yeah. people are kind of clueless. So, like, I feel like they're telling us the truth there. Yeah, but I, that's the kind of thing, and that's you know that's what the charm of the show is. You're never quite sure if you're hearing what you're really hearing, or, or... well, the reason. So the show has told me like Dom is pretty much the only agent who has their shit together, and she knows everything that they know. So like, well, but so deleting this we... database to me doesn't really hinder Dom all that much. Let me talk to you about something that's come out in feedback that is, I think, a gap in our understanding. When okay. Dom went to those, with the Mr. Sneezy and Dopey and Explodey, when she uh, met at Romero's weed farm, yeah, none of those guys were FBI agents. Right. They okay, were those are just local, local cops. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think we're supposed to understand that the FBI is fairly competent. Okay. And, like, the fact that the lead, the special agent in charge was apocalyptic, apocalyptic, about one of his guys fucking up the fingerprints. Like, that's so basic, what the hell. Right. And that's, that little throwaway line made me think, huh, I wonder, and then you had, like, I assume the Dark Army trying to ventilate Dom's whole team. Like, that, to me, shows that that's more, this is more cover-up than FBI incompetence. Cover up from which side? Uh, I'm sorry, the the what Dark Army and Mr. Robot trying to cover their tracks. And, okay, and, and so like the, it, so you're saying this may have been a hack, not but a that's just, that's a theory. That's sure. obviously just sure. a theory. Yeah, I just like d- deleting this all, all of this evidence in the database 
isn't going to stop Dom from investigating, and she's really the only agent we've seen do anything worthwhile in this I do investigation. think that we're supposed to understand is she's like, like an agent starling. She's right. a cut above. She's right, She hasn't quite risen as a star, but she has that potential. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, how much do they know about Dom? Uh-huh. Do, do they know that Dom is the real threat here, or that this database is, or well, they think the database? Well, is and the also real just like Agent Starling, there's evidence that maybe she's able to be turned because isn't that the later plots of the Hannibal Lecter saga? Is <laughs> I that guess I didn't. He, see turn, him. he I turns know. Agent Starling into a proto, sure protege. She starts eating brains or something. I, th- I, I mean, that seems like a recurring Hannibal motif, right? <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a big part of the TV series. Um, but I, there's there's certainly a lot of evidence that White Rose is going to. Sees kind of some kind of kinship with her and might try to um, recruit her. And the fact that you know she's not an FBI agent by destiny or like it's her dream. It was something that she kind of fell into. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Should we formally discuss the episode, or should we just continue to just do whatever? No, let's get into the recap. We start with uh, Elliot creating the hack for the FBI. And he tells Lone Star that he needs to talk to the old IT guy. Lone Star says, I'll talk to Ray, see what's what. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned this noise at the very beginning, which is, you know, when run through a spectrogram, shows you this motivational poster, first published in 1971 by this guy named Victor Baldwin. Uh, you know, it's... It's, it's a cat. It's a kitten. Like cliche hang, yeah. office shit, sure. right? Like, hang in there, baby. So the, the this, workday's almost over. So is the, is this a message from Sam to us? Like, I, it's yeah, I I think so. Because the other thing is, he said last week that this was going to be a normal size episode. Liar, liar, pants on fire. This was yet another like nearly one minute, yeah, one like hour of of no, com- you know, even without commercials. That's true. Yeah. Which, by the way, I had to fucking pirate this thing for the second time in a row. Last week, the DVR uh, crapped out with five minutes to go. This week, the Time Warner feed was just a pixelated mess. Like, I wondered if Sam Ismail was hacking my DVR box. I had that trouble last week with uh, midway the through, Like, right when um, Joanna got the baby rattle in the mail, uh-huh. it just became... And I'm like, okay, well, this is 30 seconds. But it was like five-plus minutes of just pixelated bullshit. I couldn't hear dialogue. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. Weird. I, it's, I'm getting paranoid. <laughs> it's, it's your underpowered DVRs. Those DVRs are shit. Well, I just upgraded to the one that can like record 16 shows at a time. And <laughs> Jesus, okay. So I, yeah, time Time Warner. You just you're you're, you're fucking me. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I, what we you, should. What did, I, I also love the conceit of Elliot being like in his dark, like stereotypical hacker room, and then Lone Star makes contact with him. The lights come up. To and me, that's the zone. As I they was call about it. to talk like, about that. Like okay, that's a real thing. Like when you are really deep in the zone of coding or doing anything like it's you know with with um, programming or interfacing to machine, um, it actually kind of remaps your neural paths. <laughs> like if someone would come into your office and say something to you. Like I've had this happen you might not where even notice. I literally like look up and blink at them and like I have to think about the words I'm going to say because I I'm just shifting gears. Like I don't know if it's the same like if you're speaking one language and you go to another, but for me for sure when you're in the zone, yeah, sometimes you might not even hear this stuff, but if someone right. gets your attention, it's almost like coming out of a deep sleep. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a reason that like all the scenes you see in movies and stuff of hacking take place deep in the dark you sure. know like 
there's there's a certain zone you get to where everything is just clicking and makes sense and yeah you're not thinking about typing you're not thinking about the right you kind of have the whole problem in your head at once and and you've got all the pieces there uh and you know something like lone star coming up and and talking some shit that will kind of break you out of that for a moment and like he goes back into it pretty fast but yeah well, that's the thing is I found that the older I got, the less I got into the zone. And I'm not sure if that's because mm-hmm. it's just like a less plastic brain or the fact that the zone comes from unique, interesting problems. And the older you get, a, the, the distraction less... distraction-based mm-hmm. thing. So, like, if you have other problems running around in your head, sure. like family problems yeah. or whatever problems, uh, it's harder to get to the zone. And I think, like... You know, it's it's representative of that, yeah. which I, I thought visually that was awesome. I thought it was really amazing. Uh, so he's talking about zero-day exploits and zero-day hacks. And uh, for people who don't know, zero-day essentially just means that the vendor of the software has not had a chance to respond to the hack. Or um, is like not they aware don't of know it. about it yet. Yeah. Right. Um, so you find so you find so a, a problem with the way the Windows logs in. Right. And Microsoft doesn't know about it. Um, that's a zero day exploit. As yeah. soon like uh, if you notify Windows, the Microsoft of the exploit, then the clock starts ticking. Right. Or if you publish software that takes advantage of that vulnerability, right? Uh, it's then the it's wild. out in the public and it no longer is a zero day. Do people start saying like one day, two day? Like, is that a thing? I don't think so. Like, oh, uh, like I, I, I know that like it can with too many days start to be a negative like this has been an unpatched exploit for 47 days but and no one says this nothing. is a, this yeah. is a 47 day exploit no 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 zero so. days a much cooler term right okay uh so i guess from what i can tell so he's also talking about this reverse shell two stage exploit so reverse shell is basically instead of like you connecting to a target machine and uploading code to it uh the target machine connects to you hmm. as an attacker in soviet russia <laughs> sure Russia, com- that's just how, like, they just call it a shell. Or it's Russia, communist yeah. China, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, so I guess he's using this. He mentioned something about, like, when they take an image file, something will happen. Or take an image, something will happen. Hmm. So an image is, like, basically a snapshot of the state of the hard drive at any given moment. Right. Um, so to me, it feels like what he's trying to do is, it, is like, implant... He also mentions a logic bomb in the kernel. So it feels like he's trying to implant in all of their phones some kind of malicious code that will connect in a reverse shell fashion to himself. Mm -hmm. And then he can get the access to their machines that way but i'm not certain. but only trigger when certain conditions are met so it's it's kind of like you, which you play i think the game. is the taking of the image like when they take an image oh see i thought it was going to be some critical mass because i i Maybe. thought it was like yeah, you know in play where you want to if you're if you're trying to kill all humanity with your virus uh-huh. you better make sure you spread the greenland before you start killing people you start evolving the mutations that actually are lethal because greenland will close down your borders and you won't be able to kill the whole world so like I feel like that there's got to be some <laughs> I haven't some kind of this game. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, okay, it's a it's a popular mobile right now. Okay. But um, but yeah. So I I feel like that if you you know you're trying to attack the FBI, you got the zero day exploit. You want to quietly assemble these things over the course of a few days, mm-hmm. and then once you have a sufficient amount of their their devices owned, then you trigger it and bam, you get everything. Right. And and then it's too late for them to, by that time, you know, you don't want to rouse suspicion until it's too late kind of thing. 
Yeah. Uh, sure. What's your take on Elliot referring to poning? Uh, it's like I've it's always a real thing that people do, but I've always thought that that's something you would say with deep irony. Yeah, like poning, I do personally. Like that's your it's, it's, but I'm not in the scene, you know. Uh, like maybe in the scene they talk about it without irony. I don't. If, just, if you don't know, a lot of characters what they're referring to is for whatever reason, uh, hackers spell owning a system with a P, mm-hmm. and some people pronounce that as pwn. I think it's because O and P are right, so it's it's kind of it, like it's a, a fat finger typo thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I I didn't think seriously you you would pronounce it as pwn, mm-hmm. but unless you were actually you know trying to out yourself or, or, or pretend like you're a complete noob wet behind the ears hacker right but like i think darlene at points uses it in like all seriousness has she i think hmm. so all right well it could be uh it could be a I'm prejudice sure. i have that doesn't actually exist uh the super important concept here though is the logic bomb which is as you said earlier uh a malicious malicious chunk of code that or or really just any code that is set to um, go off or to trigger when certain events happen. Right. And a that's, date passes, a right. certain number, like a uh, system one of, state. One of the canonical exam- examples is a employee uh, puts a logic bomb on the corporate infrastructure that if their termination date is ever right. goes from null to the date, all the it starts, they ever it starts del- yeah, so like they got fired from the company, so bam, it starts running through and deleting stuff. Right. And you wouldn't know it was there until you, 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 you met the condition of it, so. Yeah. Uh, so it becomes important later on when, you know, uh, Elliot figures out what Ray's up to. Uh, and and he kind of explains that concept, explains what's going on later in that scene. Uh, so there's some interesting stuff here also within these putty windows that Elliot's connected mm-hmm. through. Um, there's apparently – he's logged into a, a server at an IP address, which takes you to – like if you punch that into your web browser, it takes you to a website, which is the Midland City website, mm-hmm. which is Ray's uh, you know, illicit uh, website here. But it's in maintenance mode, so there's no, like, product listings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go into the code of that, there's a JavaScript file, mm-hmm. which has a bunch of key value pairs. And if you – and then there are also comments on certain key – on certain pairs. Uh-huh. Um, so if you order them by the number of the comment, they convert in hexadecimal to a name, which is Henry Frederick Am- Amiel. Emil? Hmm. Uh, who is actually a Swiss moral philosopher. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know anything about him beyond that, but also if you take all of the values and you convert them from octal to hexadecimal <laughs> to actual characters, uh, it apparently translates to a quote from this guy, um, which is, our systems perhaps are nothing more than an unconscious apology for our faults, a gigantic scaffolding whose object is to hide from us our favorite sin. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but it's definitely it's definitely there on purpose. Well, according to one of our feedbackers, the Mid City is also a Kurt Vonnegut reference, which is it? we saw a Midland lot of City? that in season one as well. Um, we'll look okay. at that in the feedback. Um, yeah, that's that is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it means, what they're getting at, but. Um, also, there's one other thing. It looks like the the actual code he writes there might be part of a real exploit on Samsung's Knox Enterprise security mm. software, 
That was from uh, a Reddit user, SecAdept, which I think is a pretty pretty obvious, uh, pretty good name there for that guy. But I, I didn't recognize that, and I don't know any, any more about it other than it might be part of a real exploit. Well, so the other big thing is, did you notice Ray's login? Oh, yeah. His username's Caretaker. Okay. Right. So how does that fit into the prevalent mental institution <laughs> I hadn't thought about theory. it, but that makes... Like, hmm. I was off the mental institution theory. This, like some, I, I can tell some of her feedbackers are kind of off, too, because they're like, oh, well, the she-devil, that's his mom. I thought that the term she-devil was very carefully... That's pretty picked. generic. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you could take with a nurse ratchet type you know yeah, like it's absolutely it's fucking... or a prison security guard like yeah i don't think it's prison at this point I, i'm with you yeah um, it's a mental institution if anything but yeah i i think that's 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 interesting there's a couple things mm-hmm. i don't understand um how they could literally be true but the fact that elliot keeps meeting his friends and family in this dining room yeah uh always the, the same, same and the, the, the sets are always the same mm-hmm. like he i i i I, I don't know exactly what they're they're getting at here, but I do feel like there's a little bit more juice to the to the mental institution theory at this point. Yeah, a lot of people are taking that line and going the other way with it. Which line? And saying, "Oh, this must be his mom." That, oh, right. The one she, about yeah, the, be, and that's whatever. that's exactly the kind of rope a dope they're trying. They built yeah. up the fact that Darlene and Elliot both don't like their mother, and she's kind of right. a. A, a, an unlikable person so that when they say she devil you'll assume yeah that which i think assuming that is sure is probably a bad idea i i i completely agree okay we go over to uh dom there there's a bunch of evidence being bagged and tagged at the former steel mountain now called steel valley they've rebranded <laughs> oh just that's perfect yeah perfect in how stupid it is sure sure <laughs> uh dom investigates the thermostat that f society tapped into and finds raspberry pi mounted to it did you also so we talked about his fish being at his right hand at the the last supper sequence yeah last did you know that there's literally a raspberry pie at his left hand oh is there like like a, something your mom would bake okay right yeah for people who don't know i don't know if we talked about this before but a raspberry pie is just a uh little a small computer it's a microcontroller type of right. thing that has yeah. i mean you're There's using a bunch of built-in built arcade box right now <laughs> right uh, yeah coincidentally yeah uh so you know if if you're thinking raspberry pi what the fuck does raspberry pi have to do with that well right. it's just the name of a, a piece of hardware right but i thought some so, the fact that i can't believe i didn't uh, see that last week because uh, I saw the yeah. fish, but the pie, yeah, the the literal raspberry pie sitting at his left hand, uh, very interesting. Yep, I, I feel like this guy when he's like, "Aren't we so clever, Steel Steel Valley? Like Steel Mountain has become Steel Valley. Do you like it?" And Dom's mm-hmm. like, "No, it's it's real shitty." Yeah, I feel like that just hurt this guy at a deep <laughs> core level. Uh, well, which maybe he'll I was have lunch with Bill and Lacroix over <laughs> right. his uh, fing- fat fingers. Bill's fired. Bill's long since been fired. You think so? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so Angela comes home to Darlene sitting on her couch. Free and... pin test. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Darlene threatens to reveal that she was indirectly involved in the hack unless she drops a piece of hardware at, at the Fed's office on the 23rd Indirectly floor. Indirectly, my ass. Nah. I'll take issue with that. She well, knew she... she was doing something bad. Right, but she didn't do the hack. The CD was not like the hack. It was not not the hack. 
Right. That's why I say indirectly. <laughs> she didn't like plant the Raspberry Pi or any of that shit. Okay. Um, sure. But yeah, she wants her to drop this piece of hardware in the Fed's office on the 23rd floor of the E-Court building. I guess they've set up temporary offices. It looks like it, yeah. They, they've cordoned off a bunch of floors that are kind of yeah. the crime scene, digital crime scene. And she refuses. She's like, Which, no by the way, way, that's a real fucker. I've heard tell of, like, if you get FBI some guy taking over your office, just like FBI or law enforcement, when you like, that's one of the, the, the things if you get hacked and you notify the authorities, like they can just come in, like seize your machines, seize your drives. And you know, investigate crime. Out of business which business for a little while, right? Yeah, Shut you it down. can really be a major. I mean, when you get exploited, not only do you have the material loss, mm-hmm. not only do you have the loss of customer confidence, which is also a big deal. Yeah, but then you also have the fact that you have to fully cooperate with law enforcement, and you know, they they, they that that can vary based on how large your company is, and you know how good your lawyers are, and yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Uh, we go over to Joanna meeting with the parking lot guy in the restaurant. What? Forget so, so an- the, 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 the important thing is Angela says to Darlene, fuck you, I'll take my chances on my own. Like yeah. Darlene essentially says, hey, we'll keep you safe, we'll keep Elliot safe, you just have to drop this thing on the floor, which... That's a fairly easy thing to do. Like you know, right. you, you wipe it down, use al- wipe it down with alcohol, wear surgical gloves, just drop it in a trash can somewhere, and that's all you got to do. Yeah. That's why I thought that was interesting. Like, just remember how easy this is when your gut tells you no fucking way. Sure. Uh, you know, it's it, she rightly realizes that it's just digging herself deeper. Sure. And it's, that it's a bad idea. It's easy in the same way it's easy to pack a kilo of coke up your ass and go across the Mexican border. It's so easy. That doesn't sound easy to and, me. <laughs> like a kilo? It's, come on, it's a kilo. Who doesn't have a kilo storage Jesus, capacity back man. there? I'm not saying you have to judge, kilo. jab a brick up your ass. I'm saying, like, you know, a little. You watched the mule. You made me watch the mule. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyway, Fair. it's easy. I'm a two ounce kind it's of guy. It's easy, but if you get caught, you are complete. It's, it's like the risk of ruin calculation uh-huh. is severe. Like, it's a very right. low percentage chance of getting caught. But if you are, it you rocks are your world. really fucked. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and now you become a direct sure. uh, hacker. You're you know? not just an accessory. You're, you are yeah part of it you're you're going to have uh agents with their hands up your ass and yep it's not going to be fun all right we go over to joanna meeting with uh i think his name's kareem in the parking lot attendant in a restaurant he says he's super nervous and he feels like he's being watched all the time uh joanna thanks him for coming to her also, he's got the point where, like, uh, you see how I'm acting now? This is how I act when the FBI questions me. It just starts right. sweat popping off me like bullets, and I'm flop Fair sweating. Uh, d- did you see anything about the Red Lantern theory? I did. Yeah, explain this. So, in this episode, and I think they went back and saw a few others, anytime someone's yeah. to be killed, like Gideon was a good example. In the bar, they have these kind of Oriental-style Red Lanterns hanging yeah. In this restaurant, they have these like ornate wood r- paper red la- lanterns hanging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's another scene too, but it's it's the shootout when Dom right. is in the hotel lobby. Right, there's red lanterns there. It yeah. seems like this is kind of like the orange theory with the Godfather. You know, if you see right. oranges rolling down staircase, someone's about to die. Well, if you see red lanterns on Mister Robot, someone about to get got. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to track at least for these few. I don't. I don't know if it tracks with like Romero or 
who, who else has been killed in this? Has anybody been killed? Definitely Romero. Um, nah, I mean, I, but we don't see Romero killed. So like, right. I wonder if there's any any scenes with him that foreshadow. That's a good his point death. because yeah, the other ones we did like Gideon. Uh, what'd you say? Kareem. This kid's name? Kareem. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, well, we don't know if Dom got killed. I Not assume yet. she didn't. But some people got killed. Certainly. A lot of people got killed. Yeah, her uh, her FBI buddy. Oh yeah, a lot killed. of her FBI buddies. Yep, right. Big old fat, uh, whatever his name is. Fat finger. Fat finger <laughs> McGee. I don't think he was the one that fat fingered no, it. No, because he's but... the one saying that Santiago was the one that was like right. pissed at the person that did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he but, did yeah, appreciate Chinese killed. cuisine. Yeah, so he probably deserved to die anyway. Just want to know he where thinks, the General So at. He thinks General So is traditional Chinese cuisine, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a recurring theme or not, but it, there's some, some key information in here about what this guy actually saw because he asks Joanna, who are we protecting? Some scrawny kid in a hoodie. Mm. So he never actually saw Tyrell then, right? Well, I mean, if you put Tyrell in a hoodie, would you not describe him as a scrawny kid? I wouldn't describe him as a kid. He's, he's a dude. Like he's tall. And would you describe Mr. Robot as a, I guess he's a lot smaller. I'm just saying you put Tyrell in a hoodie younger, I guess. Although Tyrell's pretty young. Tyrell's very young looking. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I don't know. I took that to mean Mr. Robot. Or, I, and or and Elliot, I, my, but... I think my role in this podcast is to question assumptions. <laughs> right. That's fair. <laughs> but for, uh, if, regardless, it's questions he shouldn't be asking. Sure. And he also cannot play the role that she's paying him to play at this point. It's become abundantly no. abundantly obvious. And she can't pay him. So Ah, that's the other angle, yeah. This is the the big solution to it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Dom kicks off, uh, kicks someone off the the federal floor of the E-Corp building. Yeah. Um, she goes inside to the offices, and she mentions that there's going to be a trip to China, and she asks for a status update on Joanna, who we find out they're following. Mm. Uh, so, you know, getting rid of Kareem who are the other might dudes? not help all that much. Was one of those dudes Mobley? One of them was Mobley, yeah. It's Mobley. Um, Mobley? Yeah. Like a Mobius strip? I, get, I don't I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that they, I've heard it pronounced on the show now, and it's definitely Mobley. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so, okay, I was wondering, because I couldn't really tell. He's got, like... It was he, him, yeah. So he looked a lot, he looked like 50 pounds lighter in his picture. That's the thing that was really throwing It's probably me. an old picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It might be, like, his, his DJ headshot or some shit. No, I don't think he's the actual DJ. Like, DJ Mobley is a, a different okay. guy in Vegas, because sure. he was playing a show at the same time. Gotcha. So. Uh, but she mentioned security being super lax, which is is evidenced by this guy being on the floor when he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you that's, think that's intentional? Do you think that's yeah. E-Corp trying to, you know, whore up the crime scene? Oh, I don't know if E-Corp's trying to do it. I think it's intentional from a storytelling perspective that somehow they're going to get access to it. Like, it'll give Angela well, access. Well, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's been sufficient evidence that Philip Price is in on this hack or wanted it to right. happen so yeah, that... Yeah. You know, this isn't just the all-safe problem. This is, uh, and and this wasn't incompetence. This was deliberate. I think you're conspiracy right, yeah. theory kind of maneuvering, mm-hmm. like pulling Kennedy's security detail kind of right wrangling. Yeah. Uh, so I I think that'll also be important later. You know, when they need access to that floor. Anyway, Darlene asks Elliot to get involved with Angela at at uh, his house there. He refuses to use her for this hack and tells her to make it happen some other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to trying to protect Angela as much as he can, which you know it's, it 
clearly shows that he still cares about her, right? Yeah. Like this this scene we saw the last Elliot season part of wasn't does, the end. Mr. Of Robot it. doesn't seem to give a shit. Right. Right. <laughs> Mr. Robot is singularly focused. Yes. I'll say that. Uh, so we go back to Dom, who arrives in China, where she meets Minister Oh, Zhang. We and we didn't talk about the dream. The we dream. forgot to mention that the FBI, her FBI agent buddy that's excited about going to China had the dream about oh. men walking down a hill with surgeon's masks. Yeah. Um, which seems like a pretty... I was going to mention it in this scene because okay, you have a, Dom goes down the escalator yeah. right, and sees people in Demon both masks. Dark Army masks and also in these specifically surgical masks that okay. uh, she mentions. Right. What you see in China a lot because I get... Is that for air quality in or Japan is it... And like, is that air quality or is that hygienic? I don't know because I you see it, was, it a lot in Japan too. That's the thing. I assume it was air quality, but the Jap. I assume Tokyo's got pretty good air quality I compared to like so. China. But I'm not sure. That's, that's just right in the middle of an industrial revolution. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. I don't. Okay. I don't know why they do it. Right, but they do. Okay, it probably like keep their souls in or some shit. I don't know. It's or, Eastern uh, mysticism. It could just be hygienic. I mean, you know, right. we carry. Uh, Fucking, it's a big city. We we carry uh, the antibacterial right. alcohol shit in our purses and our cars, even though that's not really necessary. Right. Uh, so she meets, yeah, Minister Jiang, who turns out to be White Rose, mm-hmm. as we know him. Uh, the FBI demands access to their backup sites, the encrypted eCorp servers, and all of their info on the Dark Army. And White Rose obliges them and also invites them to a party later on. Also, we found out that China's exploit was different. Um, in the Steel Mountain exploit, they used the temperature controls to raise the 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 uh, and to degrade the the tapes. Right. Whereas they mentioned that in China, the backup sites were degaussed, which means a power. If you've seen Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. you'll know that a powerful electromagnet magnet can can disrupt the patterns of zeros and ones on a hard drive platter or a or a, a piece tape. of magnetic tape yeah. and uh, effectively wipe it. Now, yeah, it's. Wide. I would love to see the exploit that degaussed an entire backup facility. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm did they like pop an EMP? Like what? I, that's. Maybe. I'm kind of glad they just breezed over that because I was like, what the? F-? It's got to be more epic. I'm than just a seeing an army of Mr. Hack. Whites and 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 uh, Jesse Pinkman's with a giant magnet yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah. You need a pretty big magnet mm-hmm. to do that from a distance. So. Uh, but yeah, oh, the, you're, that's selling it short. Like from a distance, holy shit! Right. The, the Even if you could you get need. it in the room, you still yeah. need a pretty big magnet. Right. Um. So yeah, we we go over to Joanna again. Who? Well, before we go to that, I want to talk about what's oh. up with the white rose stink face when she asked about the dark army. Like, way to play it cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was like a faux pas of etiquette, like she spoke out of turn, and that's how he was playing it off, but but yeah, it's also like, oh, you just maybe tipped your hand a little bit there. I thought so. Like, he completely acquiesces to every other demand, and then she says, yeah. oh, by the way, Dark Army, and he just... I think it was unexpected. It was something he that White Rose did not expect him to ask about, mm. uh, which I don't know why, because White Dark Rose Army... Dumb. Yeah. The Dark Army's a thing, and surely the U.S. government knows about it. I don't know. If they're going to make it... If they're, I, it's it's weird, because it's like a meta-drama. Like, is this... Um, is this extreme emotional reaction? or is it? Are we supposed to understand that it really happened, or is this, like, how it felt? 
Like, is this kind of a Latin American soap opera where we're not literally understood that every single time there's a dialogue, you whip around to 16 people having these crazy reactions? Right. But that's just the enhanced storytelling because I, if, if it's a diplomatic faux pas, there's other ways for a diplomat to say, like, your underling has got their head up their ass without just mean mugging them for 15 seconds. Right. Right. You could play it a little cooler. Uh, th- I mean, the other super important thing here that I guess we didn't mention is that White Rose is the minister of security within yeah. the Chinese government. So, right. like, I don't think we fully realize that until Dom's conversation later. But yeah, not only is she White Rose, not only is she also part of some kind of global conspiracy with powerful corporate interests, but she's also the minister of state security for China. Right, and intimately connected with this dark army too. So, like. Oh, yes, and the leader of the Dark Army. I forgot right. about that. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? I thought I Palpatine know. was busy in the prequels. <laughs> Is this? Do you have a problem with this in the way that you have a problem with E-Corp's reach? It's a little, like, I feel like any two of those roles are about the max a person could really inhabit. Right. Without, now, I wonder if they're going as China as a digital rogue state. Okay. Like, if the, if the Dark Army controls all of China... And 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 they're going to make it to where like the the this is a shadow government behind the legitimate government of China. That I will that that would immediately make sense, and I would draw my objection. If China is still a sovereign state, not run by digital bandits, then I don't see how the fuck this happens. Yeah, it seem it beggars belief. And then also, uh, she's a trans woman on top of that, right? Hiding in plain sight in a very. Uh, assumingly misogynistic, not cool with... Uh, well, it makes me wonder how many people know about that. Well, like, I'm just saying that no the bigger the fucking magnifying with. glass, the harder it is going to pull off something like Absolutely. that kind of secret. Yeah. So, again, how realistic is this? I don't know. Again, if, if Dark Army's controlling all of China, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that, and I guess that would make sense because E Corp is they're they're essentially saying E Corp controls all of America, which I've already stated that's that's silly. Mm-hmm. But whatever, this is a science fiction universe, so why couldn't Dark Army just be right? You know, China is fundamentally different. They have more state-run enterprises, and it's even more tightly. So I guess you could have an even more extreme version of that. Yeah, I guess I'm giving them, you know, in a fictional world, a little more latitude to consolidate power. For for the fictional, well, and it depends on how this pays ends. off too. Like if this pays off right. really fucking awesome, then you can forgive about anything. Sure. Uh, so Joanna receives a fancy rattle in the mail, which I think she recognizes. Which is not safe for children Tyrell. under three years old. Like the 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 Why blue not? ribbon alone is a massive choking oh, hazard. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it could sustain you know sustain a bunch of gumming, and it would just fracture and puncture esophaguses and. Block airways and this you think bait. So? It, I thought it was metal. I thought it was like a silver or something. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, as a father who's been to seen toys that are meant for uh, you know people under age of three, like this ain't it. This is like from the times where you know you had seven or eight babies and you counted on losing a couple. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. But it, it it's definitely indicates that whoever sent this rattle, which we assume is Tyrell, sure. I'd imagine. Um, understands Joanna's tastes. Yes, right? it's definitely like a silver spoon type of thing. Absolutely, which is also not something you would be safe to give to right. a small baby. Uh, so then we go over to Ray trying, um, trying to tell Elliot that he doesn't need to see RT, which is the name of the old system administrator. 
Right. Uh, in the background, Mr. Robot's also putting pressure on him to talk to Angela. It's kind of an all-on assault here. But Elliot's adamant about both things, and Ray finally agrees to have RT stop by. Right. It, it didn't seem like it took much coaxing, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, if I didn't need him, I wouldn't ask. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Ray, at this point, respects Elliot's skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with this dog? I don't know. He's over on his side. He's getting He says, brushed. don't make me think the worst now, as he's brushing her. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, Hot Carla's in the background doing her thing, too. Right. I don't know what that means, but it's the second recurrence of her we've seen. Uh, anyway, we go over to Joanna singing. I still think Hot Carla sounds like I, yeah, something you do to some, a Prius. You know? Something you do to a Prius? Yeah, like in the... What was that fucking Will Ferrell movie where the, the, the hobos were giving his Prius a, a soup kitchen? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, in the public realm. Oh my god, did you see the hot Carla they left in that handicap stall? Oh gotcha. Jesus, dude. They don't pay me enough to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh maybe maybe raise the guy who has to clean that stuff up. <laughs> maybe that's, what's maybe wrong that's with the dog. caretaker thing. That dog yeah. is exposed to a, a, a particularly potent hot Carla. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> trying uh, to brush it out. So Joanna's singing to her baby when government issue face man tells her that they're trying to trace the package, this this rattle package, to its source. Uh, she asks about Kareem, and we're treated to a scene of the guy. I, I'm going to call him Gift Man from now on. Government issue face man. I uh-huh. think Gift Man is appropriate. All right. Or should I call him Gift Man? Gift Man, man yeah. yeah. Uh, paralyzing Kareem well, I don't and know. then is killing him. Is government a hard G or a soft G? Right. <laughs> it's pretty hard G for me. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little scene of him paralyzing and killing Kareem. He asks why she she wanted him paralyzed first, and she says it's because he needed to die with answers. Otherwise, they're nothing but murderers. Cold, cold-blooded murderers. It's just, it's just cuckoo for Cocoa yeah. Puffs. She's lost her goddamn mind. Yeah. It, you're still murderers. So I've heard of Make this no chemical before. This was part of a Tom Clancy book where uh, they were going around injecting people with that, and it caused... it. it um, they actually... If it's the same chemical that I'm thinking of, I can't pronounce it, but it's a synthyl chlorine or something like that. Uh, is it, it, para- it paralyzes all your muscles except for your cardiac. Like, so you can't breathe even. Uh, this guy's able to move okay. his eyes. I don't know if that, that seems like, and he was able to move his head slightly. But yeah, it's a super I think that's fast, a shooting It's a super thing. fast, active, short duration drug um, that they use a lot for, like, intubating patients. Okay. Because it completely paralyzes you very, very quickly, and yet it can wear off fast enough that if they fuck up and can't intubate you, that they can perhaps recover from that before your brain's huh. dead. Okay. Um, but also, surely paralyze and let you get a good look at the guy before you kill him. I I don't know what to make of this uh, deny, man. This seems like just, like... It, it's it's they're going to Joanna the same thing with fuck they did with um, Tyrell last. It's yeah. just they just keep piling on the Looney Tunes stuff, and it's uh-huh. it, it's already too much. I'm four episodes in, and I don't like. Is she going to chew on her toenails next episode? Yeah, is she I... going to be peeling a finger like of her, her right. one of her own fingers? Is she going to cut off her tongue? Like I, she going to fight a homeless person next episode? I mean, to me. She's kind of always been not necessarily the source, but at least complicit in the insanity For sure. going on here with Tyrell from season one on. Not like, my favorite plot point, though. Right, right. And I, I'm with you. I I could do without it, honestly. Um, but I guess she would approve of Tyrell's method of killing Scott Knoll's wife, yeah? 
Mm. I mean, she certainly realized oh, yeah. what the fuck was happening yep. as it was happening. Yep. Uh, and probably why. So, sure. Uh, yeah. It, I, it, I looked on Reddit, and apparently somebody called out what this lullaby is that she's singing. Yeah, it's a, some kind of Dutch tune. Yeah, it's called The Sun is So Red, Mother. And uh, you can go on YouTube and hear instrumental versions of it and all kinds of stuff. Sure. Uh, which I did, but... Did you have the... Did you think the diverse... I mean, so the, the, it goes, The sky is so big, mother, with bright stars. On who are living there, mother, on the star in the blue. Do you think it is boys, mother, who are looking down on me? And do you think they have beds, mother, and sleeps just like I? I, I didn't yeah. see any... A lot of people are trying to connect it to White Rose's alternate timeline stuff sure like people looking down on us like alternate versions of ourselves and like or if like people tyrell is up there looking down on her someplace so she right doesn't know. or like even the sun is so red they're talking about the world ending in a giant red in a red giant oh with, the sun itself Dom's is a thing. giant red letter or red red lantern two billion years from right now. <laughs> and sure. it's gonna destroy the world i i don't know all of it seems pretty flimsy to me okay but then again, like I don't know that they would have put it in here without some kind of meaning. Well, the other thing is everything she's, else she's is also so Dutch. She's also Dutch, French, right. German, yeah. whatever. So it could just be furthering her. Uh, you know, I, did it mean something when she's speaking Dutch and French as opposed right. to German Spanish? Like, does it, or is that just telling you that she's cosmopolitan? Right. Uh, is it a burst of static or is it a hang in there kitty poster? You tell me. <laughs> Get out the spectrogram. <laughs> or the spectrograph, I guess. Uh, so Angela meets with douchebag McFuckface, who tries to talk about the uh, CD. Tries to get her to talk about the CD. It's Ollie, in case you couldn't translate my nickname. Mm. Uh, she realizes that he's recording. So this is her ex-boyfriend? Yeah. He is such a forgettable face that I wasn't exactly sure until I looked it up on the the. Mr. I want to say he's changed his hair too, some longer or yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, she realizes that he's recording this conversation and asks if he's talked to the FBI. He said he has, but he didn't mention her, and she storms out. Um, so I think this is Darlene applying pressure to freak Angela out. I don't think this is unconnected. Really? So she's the quote-unquote lawyer, or she had someone like Mobley or someone call up and say, Mobley's I'm a lawyer. going to be your Martinez, I can tell. Okay. Uh, which is fine. Everyone should have one. Um, but yeah, because the the structure of this goes, Darlene meets with Angela. Angela says, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Darlene meets with Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot says, fix this fucking problem. Next scene, this boyfriend comes out of nowhere trying to ham-fistedly record her and do an ev- I right. feel like it's a social... In- I mean, I don't know. It could be. But I feel like that the, 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 we're, we're supposed to believe that this is a social engineering attack by somehow the Angela. And the fact that he was really cagey about where it came from and all that, and then now immediately Darlene's on the on the job in the next scene, that's that's why I think that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know how much more you want to say about this. I really don't like this guy. Like Sure. Just a dick bag all the way across he's a giant the dick board. Bag. Uh, so we hope go over the FBI. Hope he's a patsy at some point. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, he kind of already is. He got <laughs> well, connected to this CD. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about Leavenworth kind of patsy. Oh, right. Doing hard time. Right. Uh, so we go to the party where Dom searches for a bathroom, but instead finds a room full of clocks 
White Rose comes in and they talk about the clocks and kind of her family and career motivations. And then White Rose takes her to a bedroom where he shows her some revolutionary art and some very fine Chinese clothing. And he says the clothing belongs to his sister, which raises an eyebrow for Dom. So there was a lot of people clued into the, you know, gay, lesbian, uh, bisexual, transgender scene that said that we are supposed to understand that there is a lot of coded communication here. That when Dom said they got down on one need to propose, the White Rose picked up on the indefinite use of that pronoun and i guess that's you know cuz the that the, the article i read um was it vulture or was it um it doesn't matter it, mm-hmm. but they said that like you know since the gay culture was very underground for many many years and still you know i'm not going to say it's it's completely above ground at this point uh, cuz it's a scary thing that they had to like rely on these kind of like subtle messages to you know cuz you can't just be like hey are you gay you want to have a relationship cuz you might get killed right right so someone being this kind of circuitous about the language they use to describe their lo- lovers is something that white rose could pick up on and then like i'm going to show her my pretty clothes and say it's my sister she's going to know that i don't have a sister and, you know, this is the kind of thing. So so it implies two things, that Dom is not cisgendered, I guess, that she's either, you know, not straight entirely. She could be um, somewhere on the sexuality spectrum or she's gay or maybe she what? doesn't identify as a woman. And that's why she freaked okay. out when the person asked them. What? Hmm. Okay. I don't know why Dom would kind of speak in in, in coded messages and riddles here because... I mean, she's from New Jersey, right? Right. But she's also dealing with a Chinese diplomat who might not be completely cool with gay rights as well. I suppose so. I don't I don't know why that would matter to her, really, though. <laughs> like, yeah. what, is he going to get her fired? No, but, I mean, she he's definitely a resource that she would like to... I mean... I suppose from from so. the mean mugging, there is, a, there is a moment to pass between them, and I think that she would like to kind of crack him a little bit, or crack her a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess I read this as White Rose teasing the fact that she has alternate identities. Right, but the only thing that I would add to that is it seems, and again, I it seems foolish. I didn't, I didn't catch but, this when it first came, but it does seem that Dom invited it, maybe intentionally by using the the pronoun they to refer to her former lover. Right. Yeah, I I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely have not thought about it. I didn't. She also seems like she's come somewhat disappointed in her life course here. She yeah. refers to herself as, you know, she had this promising law degree and this future picked out. And she freaked out and left. And here I am, a mid-level field agent. That's yeah. not, you know, something you say with pride necessarily. No. And we kind of like, I guess, assumed earlier that she was heading up this investigation. It doesn't seem that she is. No, it doesn't seem like she, she has... just got... She seems like she was one of the New York field off uh, field agents that got pulled into it because right. this is her geographic assignment. Yeah. So uh, I guess, you know, my opinion of her uh, importance has been knocked down a notch. But sure. she's also the one connecting all the fucking dots. Right. Whereas these other rubes are stumped. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think we, we got her innate ability pegged. I just didn't. We didn't have her position within the FBI right. universe correctly assessed. Yeah. She might have moved up a couple notches here with the the killing of all of her colleagues. Yeah. Now she might be the only one left in that field office. <laughs> what did you think about 
the White Rose meditation about what if the five nine hack didn't happen and all these people living different lives and I mean to me there's like a a pretty plain reading of like, man, I wish I lived in a world in which I could be the person I want to be all right. the time. Yep. And be safe at that. Um and maybe that's something you're interested in too. And but is there also some kind of regret for the way this is turning out? I don't know, because she's she's clearly not happy with the, price. the way Philip is is sure. proceeding. Yep. Um, and I think that the the invitation to China and the killing of all these FBI agents is the stage two that she's talked about, and she's progressing the timeline faster than Philip would like um, by killing these people. But I, I'm not sure if she regrets that she had to go to stage two. I okay. think maybe she's regretting, she's lamenting the fact that she's now got probably going to kill Dom. Like, what if I did what? Like, I've gotten to know you on a personal level. There's some kind of connection here. Uh, I regret that tomorrow I'm going to kill you. Uh, like, what if I didn't have to? What if that never happened? Sure. Yeah. No, I could totally see that too. Because th- there's no way this killing is not, this shooting is not connected directly to White Rose. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And that's okay. the other thing. That's the other kind of another meta angle you could take that the reason White Rose decided to jump on the indefinite pronoun is because she knew. That that Dom was going to be killed, so I can reveal right. something that might be risky, and that's going to feel good, but it's not going to be entirely fatal because she's dead tomorrow anyway. Right, right. Which is pretty dark way to look at her character, but I don't know that it's necessarily <laughs> it's not unfair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let's move on, I guess, to Angela. Um, uh, anything to? I also thought that there was the fact that the clock struck midnight. I felt there was a very strong Cinderella like vibe to that like now the party's over okay the prince charming is going to flee the room and you're going to be left with an ill-fitting glass slipper that mm-hmm. you know you're going to take in tomorrow and get shot <laughs> all right i <laughs> yes. suppose so that's that's the story of cinderella uh uh so angela goes to elliot that the, was the old brothers grim before disney right. got disney fight it yeah oh they, yeah they took all the bite it was out of dark it. as shit man there's <laughs> <laughs> a story about uh mass shootings and oh yeah there's really before it's time right uh so we go to angela who is talking to elliot trying to tell him look i'm in on this hack because i don't really have a choice i've been backed into a corner here uh she also asks why elliot doesn't want her emotional support i guess he says he he kind of wanted to stop seeing mr robot before he talked to her again and she's like well maybe i can help maybe i can be your friend uh, and that'll be good for you, which I think it would. I think it will. He needs, you know, somebody there to to guide him through relationships. It just depends. If he can use her solely as a friend, if he starts having... I mean, because I've always felt that way about anytime you're doing any kind of mental or emotional improvement, if you're not already in a relationship, that it's not wise to get in one. Okay, Because, sure. you know, how can you love anyone if you don't love yourself? And it starts off on the wrong foot. I mean, she's part of this hack now. So. Right. And do you want to start a relationship when you're not healthy? Do you want to wait until you get a modicum of health? And or do you well, want clearly to, he did. Or, yeah. or do you want to use them as like your fucking foundation that you're going to lean on? Is that fair? Like, there's a lot of fair questions to ask. And it can go either way. Uh, you know? What did you think about the Van Gogh? Did you read anything about the Van Gogh painting? No. Um, so this painting that's in the background here is called Wheatfield with Crows. 
And it's prominent because it's believed by most scholars to be the last painting Van Gogh made before he committed suicide. Okay. Uh, Elliot sits right underneath it. Angela's looking at it. And if, if you look at an image of the picture, it's essentially this field of wheat, which you'd imagine, with crows flying up. Again, wheat field with crows. Mm-hmm. But it's got like three paths that are kind of ones winding off to the left, ones winding off to the right, and ones going like straight center. And I read some analysis of this painting that had nothing to do with Mr. Mr. Robot. And I guess Van Gogh used crows to symbolize like life and death. And there's some speculation that this is essentially Van Gogh's suicide note. Like, I feel my life, you know, there's like all these possibilities pointing towards me, but the one that's the easiest and most appealing to me is the one that goes straight forward into the cloud of black crows. Um, I don't know if any of that's okay. true. I'm not an art student, but hmm. it does seem like that this is intentionally supposed to be another death motif. The fact that Elliot's sitting at it and, and Angela's looking at it is scary to me as someone who likes Mr. Robot. And also, right. the fact Mr. Robot's getting actively jacked at the end of the episode yeah. has you scared for him. Absolutely. Uh, has me scared for a lot of people at the end of this episode. Uh, so we go over to Darlene. Um... She's. Did we? But but one thing. Did we? Have we heard of um, Angela's cat? I guess Quir- Quirty. No, the fish is Quirty, right? Is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So a, f- a fish can get fat from eating too much. I, I guess. I don't know. I also thought Elliot's face, know. like Elliot, Elliot can do with his mouth the kitten emote. You know how people <laughs> okay. like you know what I'm saying like his ma- he 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 it's he just got like that the upside down three kind of you know what I'm talking about like the anime uh-huh. kitten emote I think so it's crazy he can just make this face do that he's got that's why maybe I went with the Quirty being a cat okay but you say Quirty's the fish huh Quirty's the fish yeah all right then withdrawn okay. Uh, we go over to Darlene, who is backing out of the federal bailout plans they had. Um, instead, she promotes some dumb fuck whose name I don't it's the, know. It's the brass ball boy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a dumb fuck. Uh, <laughs> tells, tells him to take charge of it. And apparently there's a drone involved. Like, Huge ass drone. Big ass drone, which I, I'm excited to see what they've got planned here. Sure. Yep. You think they'll do some kind of like... You think they'll actually show us what happens, or just kind of an aftermath sort of? I could. I mean, it's mention. impossible to guess, but I hope they show us because I Me think too. that stuff's cool. Do you think it's going to be like total like Half Life Two style man hack? They're going to they're going to barrel this drone into a, a whole bunch of congressmen and and ginsu them up. It slices. It dices. I feel like they're not going to kill anybody directly it frees the proletariat from corporate oppression i want them to pull like a second life thing and just drop a bunch of like penises on on the bailout meeting yeah wasn't wasn't some dutch minister that got assaulted with a dildo strapped to a helicopter like a little remote (laughs) do you remember that i don't remember that oh dude that went that went around the internet a couple years ago someone strapped this giant like novelty two-foot dildo (laughs) like on a string on on one of those like little toy helicopters you can buy Uh and flew it right into his face (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah uh but yeah there was also like I guess there was a meeting that took place in Second Life. It was kind of an important meeting, like a government or a company. Well, meeting well or wait something. a second. It happened in Second Life, so let's 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 well, cool our heels it, on the. It was momentous of it. in that <laughs> official people were meeting in 
side of Second Life, really? and and they just rain down penises on them, like <laughs> like they they was got this a Bernie the... Sanders virtual rally. No, no, no. Bernie it Sanders was a, while was a ago. fox. He or it was an, a dragon, right? Uh, uh, it, it was just Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's fucking. That's. I hope something awesome happens. Rain penises. Um, or maybe they're gonna drop the bull balls on him. Mm, that could do some damage. Sure, it could. Yeah. Uh, so we go over to, and I don't know what her her latest plans are. Right, like clearly she's dropped this for something bigger, which I, is involved with Angela. I think it was to get everybody out so they could bring Angela into the hideout, and it would be more, you know, like it's it's reducing her exposure. I think this this whole thing was just a charade to get all of the hangers on out of the the executioner lady's place that they've been right. camped at for like a month for now weeks for weeks when is she coming back i don't know we got little, she's not we got, calling we up and be like back about that is yeah. our security system fixed you fuckers i've been yeah. i've been commuting if three hours was each out way. this long i would be like yeah living in time warner's office if they had my whole fucking house coordinated enough yeah uh nah man your swimming pool's still a death trap lady i don't know what you want me to say i mean we could fill it in we could fill it in full of concrete if that's what you want uh, are they like sending a signal to the company that the the shit's still happening when in fact it isn't? Or like yeah, no, it's like a total. And they're ghost. not sending anybody out there to investigate. I know. It's, what are they fucking doing? Well, so the one thing is, are you convinced that we haven't been just like? Is there anything that points us that this not all taking place within three or four days? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is there? I mean, I, that's an open question because I didn't have time to go through and check the timelines, but... So, I, Dom's investigation okay. has happened over the course of this, right? Yes. She found F Society. They've got... They've pulled evidence. They found the Raspberry Pi. She's flown to fucking China. She's had multi-day meetings and parties. Uh, well, multi-day defining as, I think there's three days spent in China. So, you're right. There's right. three days I, right there, plus a day for travel. And that's not even including her investigation into the headquarters and and finding Romero and all that mm. investigation. Like, yeah, it's been weeks. Okay, it's been weeks so, now. All right, I kind of agree. Like at least two weeks, which is already outside of what you would think that the executioner, yeah, lady executioner would tolerate. Would <laughs> right. Uh, like she's I pay you guys lady, good she's money. More like Lady Henrietta Pussycat at this stage. Yeah, and and the security company themselves should at least send people out. You well, but I, I do believe F society like the security people have no idea that this is something F society intercepted. Like when she called the phone to, to complain, that was oh. she was talking to F society operatives. Okay, right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but yeah, but uh, she's not calling up saying what the sure. fuck, people. I can't get in my house. Yeah, yeah. Or is her phone still? Is she just still going? Like every call goes to Darlene, and Darlene's being like, "Yeah, we're working on it. Still fucked." I mean, that's what I'm I saying. I so. like, You would think that she would stop by her house at some point and do some of her own investigation. Who knows? Right. Who knows? I'm not sure if this is a real problem yet, but it's we got some grumbling and feedback, so it sounds like it's starting to be. All right. Uh, let's move on. Elliot works with RT to get access to the encrypted database. Elliot wants to know what's on the site. So RT covertly gives him access. And then Elliot looks around the site and finds drugs, weapons, and people for sale. He's not happy. Kind of disappointed that there wasn't a real tour site. Uh, they go to a dot onion site, but it's not like you people have investigated. Oh, in the there's real actually world, right. not a real yeah. tour site that you could go to. No, there's not. I tried uh, to go to which it. I understand, like not 
people like, well, would you expect them to have an actual black market or her? And I'm like, no, no, fucker. but I expect it to have like, front. like, yeah. like, or something that says it looks like it's been just cleaned out. Like, right. Like rapidly. the Midland city maintenance site. Yeah. On, on the tour something, network. Something. Right. Uh, yeah, I was surprised by that, but there is an Easter egg in here. Uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts login uh, that he yeah. uses. Founder of the Silk Road. Yeah, that's the handle that the guy who made the Silk Road Which used. is a very inter- entertaining tale. Uh, the yeah. whole rise and fall of the Silk Road. Uh, something I followed with a lot of interest. Because at the time I was really interested in Bitcoin and this like right. darknet had just started. And I was just kind of like watching from a popcorn perspective. And oh boy, did it deliver. Yeah. There was fake Hitman contracts and <laughs> FBI stings and... Millions of dollars of encrypted currency just vanishing and being confiscated, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, and we talked about this last week. I guess we correctly predicted that it would be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for for people who weren't listening last week or didn't know, the Silk Road is basically an underground black market site where was. drugs were sold. I think even there's a Silk was. Road too. It I think it got now. I think it got shut down by the FBI. Yeah, um, shut I'm down the, Silk Road, but they can't shut down Pirate Bay. Like the <laughs> damnedest, they try their hardest and it just can't get shut down. Well, you know, to be fair, uh, the Pirate Bay's worst thing they traffic in is, you know, shitty yeah, Hollywood movies, copyrighted materials, right? So. Like you know, you get human slavery and hitman contracts and drugs involved, and people start paying attention. Sure, uh, but you know, that's the, the 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 bottom line is this is a fairly accurate depiction of what you can find in the darknet. It's yes. pretty bad stuff, as you'd expect. Like mm-hmm. yes. There are Chinese dissidents and North Korean freedom fighters and the, you know, the gamut of that. But there's also people trading child pornography and, uh, you know, weapons and illegal contracts of all, all, all sorts. Yeah. I really, like, started to read into, like, with all of these in, encrypted networks and uh, just, like, a lot of the security measures that people take and that the government tries to subvert – um, to get access to personal data and whatnot, I really started to read into this idea of value for like the masses and value for the individual and like the different ways that that's used because like the revolutionary art, the Chinese revolutionary art that he, the white rose shows Dom earlier on, he makes that comment. Like it has meaning both for the masses and for the individual. Right. And like, you know, encryption at, on an individual level can be a bad thing because it might be able to hide the activities of child pornographers, of sure. weapons dealers, of all kinds of bad people, but on a mass level it all it means something different. It's 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 the only chance we have at the old school concepts of privacy and freedom. Right. Uh and even then just barely. Just barely, yeah, because it is ultimately there are guys like Elliot out there who can do the sorts of things that Elliot does. Right. And, and the fact these. that you can be compelled to give up your keys and your passwords, those aren't considered, those aren't considered protected under the Fifth Amendment. Right, which uh, is insane to me. Right. <laughs> but if you want to avoid, if you want to avoid the needle in the hate, if you want to avoid being monitored by the giant NSA computers, your only, your only real shot is to encrypt all of your traffic. Right. Uh, uh, so, you know, it's, it's double-edged sword. Yeah. It's both good and bad in society. I thought it was interesting how Mr. Robot already is thinking this from both angles. Like, this could be – this is a logic bomb. The question right. is, is it raised? Is this a test? Is this going to blow up when he finds out I snooped? Or is it my logic bomb where, like, this is the shit – like, 
you know, Elliot. Cannot abide. Our first introduction to Elliot was him <laughs> shutting down a child pornographer. Right now, you got a seventeen-year-olds being traded like, yeah. like you know, fucking jet skis on a darknet site. That is something that he cannot abide. So, and I thought throughout the the rest of the episode, I was thinking like, oh man, what's going to happen here? Because yep. this revelation about Ray changes everything. It completely recontextualizes what you think of the man. Like, right. No and matter it, how much you like him, he's tra- he do he's a human trafficker. Sure. And yeah. you know, like I I I'm pretty liberal when it comes to drug policy, but I have a pretty stance strong you cannot sell and buy human beings. You cannot yeah. take contracts out for people's lives. Uh-huh. That I definitely draw the line there. Yeah, no, I I'm with you and it's 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 interesting because he says in two minutes at a terminal I could take down Ray. And he's actually been at Ray's terminal. Like, all of this stuff has happened sure. from Ray's own computer. Right. So he could actually get the FBI. Like, while he's doing this FBI hacking stuff, he could also... Get... Well, while we're talking about it, what on, on the scale of likely to get the fuck out of here, where do you measure up the popular theory that the end game here is Elliot's going to hack Ray's... A kidney dialysis machine to kill okay. him. Well, I was going with the idea that he could implicate Ray in the FBI. Oh, certainly. Hack. Um, and and you know, it originated from his t- terminal. That's a fact, right? Which so, Ray doesn't know, right? And you know, he used some. I you might say he used Ray's own login information if you want to talk about this caretaker thing, sure. like. He could implicate Ray in the FBI hacks as well and bring him down yep. that way. So, um. I, I don't know what you're on about here. Someone said just the fact that we've prominently got to see Ray using his Dallas machine, and it's a piece of technology, uh-huh. uh, uh, presumably the embedded logic circuits that you know Mr. Robot can hack his phone to hack his kidney dialysis. I don't find it plausible just because I actually I'm, Are they at first connected I thought in any way. Well, who know, who the fuck knows? Does dialysis machine have a wireless network of any kind? Do FBI's agents' phones connect to any random? Wi-Fi and like that shit has maybe a serial port, maybe Mm. if you're lucky. Well, so I thought the theory was actually kind of interesting, but then I looked up and dying from failing kidneys takes weeks, and Mm. it's like it's not like yeah, yeah. You would notice like your skin color changing, you getting progressively tired. Yeah, you'd probably go to the doctor within a few days and be like, "What the fuck?" And they'd come out and look at your machine and like, "Oh, it's not." And then people are like, well, what if he replaces the blah, blah, blah with poison? I'm like, well, that's not a hack. That's just straight up poisoning. Right. So, like, that's no longer kind of a Mr. Robot thing to do. What if the dialysis machine was programmed to remove all his blood? <laughs> <laughs> Take the blood. Don't put sure. any back in. It's, it's Yeah. It's a, it's a, what do you call that? Um, what's the, the desiccator? Okay. Turn yeah. Ray into beef jerky. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, I don't find that very plausible. I don't either. I the, mean, it'd the be fact, a tough hack to pull off. The, the fact that him incriminating him in other ways is what I think. Yeah, more likely. Right. Um, uh, you know, and there's other questions that Mister Robot's asking us to consider, like why is Ray using Elliot? Mm-hmm. Why this guy knows this stuff? Why this guy is complete? It seems like this guy's completely capable of doing the job that Ray wants him to do. He's just stonewalling. Yeah. I mean, I got the clear impression that Elliot it, thinks this guy is RT guy could have done it easy. Yeah. He's just not. And now it's looking like he has he's, morality. He's got good and reasons it, not to. It, yeah. And it ties back to the this Henry Frederick Emile guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that's hidden in this code right. on this website. Uh, he was a moral philosopher. So I think sure. if you if you want to get into philosophy on the morality of this, uh, that's where Elliot's going with it. Okay. Uh, and that's where RT has already gone with it and has decided to opt out. Right. Consequences be damned. Right. Uh, so Joanna gets a call from a heavy breather who she thinks is Tyrell. She realizes the call is coming from just outside her house and runs out to find the caller, but no Wait, one is there. how does she know that? Because she heard the ambulance coming yeah. before? Okay. She heard it both in on real life and, and also on the phone. Okay. All so right. she's like, oh, same time. He's doing some Jason Bourne, oh, you did something nice with your hair kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, shit, he's in, the, he's in the room. The call's coming from inside the apartment. Yep, but she doesn't find anyone. So I still still on the this is Tyrell train? Yeah, I How I, does Tyrell skulk around outside? Like he must be it's just hunting Pokemon, man. In some deep cover in New York? Like Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. And how does he avoid the authorities? I don't know. And I'm not gonna speculate. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure I'm it out. I'm gonna pull a gym and sure. be like, fuck it, I don't it, it will be main manifest in the fullness of time. Yep. Uh, so we go over to Angela, who takes two cabs on a subway to get to the F Society headquarters at Susan Jacobs' house, where she's met by Darlene, who, after a little questioning about whether she was followed, lets her inside, where we see Mobley, a.k.a. Mobley, and Trenton also present. There's some nefarious hacking shit going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we already talked about how long Susan Jacobs has been out of her home, so I won't go there again. Anything to say about this scene? Uh, I don't think so. It's just Angela okay. meets the crew. Like, this is, it feels like... Yeah. I'm starting to get this in game where they're going to bring Angela and Dom all on the inside. Now, it seems like there's no way all three of these women are going to survive the season. Okay. Uh, right. Especially the ones important to... Especially the ones important to Elliot, especially the ones sitting underneath the death painting. <laughs> right, right. Like, that, that just seems very unlikely. Okay, we go to Dom in China, who's leaving the hotel. When two masked gunmen enter the building and start killing people, Dom's able to wound one of them, who promptly kills himself, and she gets pinned down by the other. And that's this, where we leave This her. scene was crazy. Yeah, this is intense. It, it's, a sing, it's one of those single-shot deals, and it really made you feel like what it would feel like to be in uh, a, an active shooter environment like this. And I thought like Grace Gummer did an amazing job of like showing someone who... Yeah. His brain been... instantly kicked into like f- survival mode, and has been trained for this. Sure, like, but she's still like, but still shitting her pants. Like she's swallowing like, hard, and she's yeah. like her. I mean, I I don't know how you act all the physiological signs of like being this highly trained machine under stress, but right. she fucking does it, and it's pretty amazing. Does it real well, and I think the camera really work in this is amazing because we sure. follow her POV, right? right? When she kind of leans out from cover, we follow her. When she goes back in, we don't ever get a POV that she doesn't have. And these Dark and Army like guys, it. if that's what they are, they're fucking committed. Because this guy committed right. suicide, and they're like, oh, well, then it's over. But then you see another Rather guy... Rather than be taken prisoner, yeah. Yeah, he had backup, like... Uh-huh. He really punched his card in a little early, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, this feels like a suicide mission to begin uh-huh. with. I don't okay. think they yeah, thought you they were run, getting you out of rush this. Into, they maybe even punched above their weight because they took, like, I felt like a dozen FBI agents down. Yeah. I mean, there was kind of a meeting in this lobby. They mm-hmm. were all they were all congregating, getting ready to go somewhere, probably on their flights. So we end it with another guy coming to take aim at her. She avoids the fire. Her ears are ringing. She starts the scene saying, I'm going to need more caffeine to survive the day. Right. 
she doesn't get that caffeine. Is this? I mean, surely uh, they're yeah. not killing Dom this early. No, absolutely not. Okay, she's she's perfectly safe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's I, no way they kill her. Why? That is an like okay. that ends the investigation. That dead ends it for me. I'm with a character we've only okay, just yeah. met. I want to say, well, that's a bunch of meta bullshit, but you're kind of right. It is meta. It is completely meta, but I don't I, think it's I bullshit. think there's there's a slight percent chance that she could die in this show, and that's what makes it kind of stressful. But then what? What? I, it's not where arguing. Where is our with perspective you. I totally on the agree. FBI? I totally agree. Okay, but we didn't have a perspective on the FBI three episodes ago. But why introduce one only to kill it off immediately? Hmm. It seems silly. Uh, hmm. We didn't have an, a perspective on the because FBI White because Rose there was no make investigation. A skin suit and go full Buffalo Bill for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh God! Or make an Angela suit or no a Dom suit. Yeah, uh, it was pretty ballsy to just leave her there with the gunman at the end of the episode. Yeah, we don't know didn't what the outcome back, yeah. is. So, uh, and the same with Elliot. You know, Elliot's pulled out of bed and into the street where he's met by Lone Star and Ray. Apparently, RT confessed to showing Elliot the site, and they beat Elliot for it. And this continues the trend of explicitly making connections between Elliot and Dom. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're both sleepless, the fact that they both have, they're uncomfortable about the people they are, and conflicted about their mission, and now they're left right. in equal amounts of, par- uh, of jeopardy at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so, let me ask you this. Has Ray learned his fucking lesson yet? What is this fucking lesson? He beat the shit out of RT mm-hmm. for, you know, refusing to do the things he needs to do for getting a conscience all of a sudden. Elliot sees the site. He's not just going to beat the shit out of Elliot, right? I mean, you got to kill people at some point. Otherwise, your secret gets out. I mean, yeah, it's silly. It's fucking silly if they just try to beat Elliot here into submission because it didn't work with RT. But I think and you're running the a goddamn criminal di- empire. The difference is if this is a mental institution and Elliot's inside of it, this might be the reason Elliot was selected because Ray feels like he has more control. Like, you know, Elliot okay. got beat up because right, he started fair. shit with the other mental patients and one of them popped off on him. Is RT dead? I think RT's dead. Okay. Because he's a, I'm it, with you. My, my theory is RT is not because we saw him at his home. Right. He's not at the and, institution. And we, yeah. you and I are both in and agreement it wasn't an that Elliot perspective. if it's out of an yeah. Elliot perspective, then it can't. They, he cannot be fucking with us, right? Um, so I, I feel like RT was outside, and that's what Ray's learned is like, well, I'm going to do this. I now have this master hacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to use this, and I have someone completely under my control because, right. man, you have so much, so much control over a prisoner, and you, I think, you even have more control over someone who's in for some psychiatric reason. I mean, what if Elliot just because drops a criminal the dime can be, on him? A criminal can be let go after they serve the sentence. A person right. that you've deemed insane is going to require further treatment and be unsafe in society until you, the caretaker, say he's cured. There's all kinds right. of perverse incentives there. So I mean, can't Elliot drop a dime on this guy? Can't he, like, provide yeah. enough evidence to oh, just cer- crack the fucking case but wide certainly, open? But he can't just be like, he can't just go to the cops and say, this guy beat me up. No. And also, but you could say this guy's running a, an illicit drug and and porn ring, like. But from a hacker like Elliot, who's also got a mental illness and in institution, you're going to need like super duper convincing evidence. He can give them all of that. He's got all of the information. Couldn't Ray say he planted it? And how like isn't that an absolute defense? Like, look at me, I work. You at gave this... him access to your terminal in order for him to plant it. Like, he's... I guess maybe. I mean, did Fred like give him access angry. to the air conditioner? Or did... I guess there's 
some level of plausible, uh, you know, he's he's angry at me and wants to get back at me for some unknown reason. But yeah, and I, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of angles for them to work plausibly if they want to here. Okay. Like, I don't think this is going to be as easy as Elliot collecting a bunch of information on a thumb drive and burning Ray, especially if the mental institution theory is cr- true. Ultimately, does Ray need Elliot at this point anymore? That's a good question. Because if he does, I could see him not killing him. But here's the thing about the dark net is I feel like that you're going to be... It's an outlaw institution, right? Yeah. Um, and so that it suffers on the cyberspace all the problems that an outlaw in- organization suffers on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you got to have someone in your organization that knows your shit. You have to have some digital muscle. Or right. you're just going to be your popsicle stand's going to be blown over by every rival gang and dark army and whatnot. So he might think that this is his long term solution. Like Elliot will be the watchdog that I have on my chain, and yeah. I won't have to worry about going through this shit ever again. Not going to be so. <laughs> well, of course, not going to be so. This isn't called Mister Ray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the episode. That's where we leave it. Elliot getting beaten. Uh, I want to run through some other theories I noticed this week. Uh, have you heard of the Last Supper theory? No. Okay, the Last Supper theory is an interpretation of Elliot's dream that it's a tribute, an intentional tribute to the Last Supper, where you've got 12 disciples. And if that's true, a lot of people said that Darlene is sitting in the Judas spot. If you are taking this from like, a, was Last Supper a Michelangelo production? Wasn't I it? I don't fucking know. But anyway, yeah, sure, why not? If if you take that to Darlene sitting in the Judas spot, which the theory is that something's going to happen where uh, Darlene either betrays them or has to something happens to Angela and she has to take Angela's space, which is interesting because in the scenes for next week, it looks like Darlene's wearing a bit of an Angela disguise. Okay. He's got like a blonde wig on and a trench coat. Um, huh. But anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting that like maybe this is a subtle uh, that that if you take this with the Van Gogh, then uh, Angela dies and Darlene is a traitor at mm. some point. Uh, we talk about the Danish verse. Um, okay, so another popular theory on Reddit this week is the fact that Mister Robot's long game is controlling the world through advanced AI and turning humans into cyborgs. What? That there, because there's like we talked about the fact that the, it seems like the main goal of White Rose and E Corp is the Dark Army and E Corp is to keep this factory open that poisoned the water. And we also talked about how this was a Coltrane, Coltrane or operation in the Congo. Uh-huh. And that, you know, we talked about the rare earth involved that that's like used for to make very powerful uh, and small electronic chips. And the other thing about this particular ore, people have done research. I'm not verifying this. I'm just passing along what I've heard. That one of the things is this particular rare earth um, mineral is used a lot in medical, implantable medical devices because it doesn't trigger an immune response for mammals. Okay. Uh, it's like essentially inert. Um, so it can replace bone. You can use it to, as a woven gauze to bind muscles. And they're thinking that the the end game is going to be essentially um, the singularity, except for Price and Rose want to be at the forefront of this to make sure the singularity, instead of it being a bunch of individual super intelligent humans, it's going to be a race of subservient, artificially enhanced 
artificially intelligent enhanced humans. Oh boy. So I this, this, really... this is really early going, but that seems the most plausible of the end goals. Because if you already own the world from a... It seems more plausible than implementing your own cryptocurrency and owning the world economic Well, it's another... It's so... Situation. Yes, that... But but it's it's another... Like, it's, it's a further goal towards... Like, I think that might be the goal for this year. Uh-huh. But, like, the overall arc, I feel like, has got to be something grander. Okay. I mean, sure. Because, again, all these are about tightening controls. Like, you already own... You already own the, the, the economy. Now you want to own the unit that the economy is based on. Right. I mean, that's... You already own now th- people's production and livelihood. Now, how do you tighten that control? The only way to do that is to actually literally control people. Well, that shit's long con. Like, longer <laughs> than any of their lifetimes con. I... Do you really think that we're... Yeah, I mean, Philip Price ain't gonna see that shit in his lifetime. Okay, Philip Price. What White Rose, about... not gonna see that shit. Elliot, oh, well, not gonna see that shit. You don't... You don't... You so... 60 years from now? No. Hmm. You don't think the singularity is that close? No. No, I don't. Huh. I think it's I think in this sci-fi... I think in this sci-fi universe, it could be something that's kind of Maybe. on the cusp. And, I, you know, I could be completely wrong, too, but that's just uh, my, my feeling on it. Right. Uh, we talked about the Van Gogh painting. Um, we, I also had uh, someone posted, a guy named Bexton on Reddit posted all the extensions of this season yeah. and their meaning. They're all, they're all but one is Encryption an encrypted files. file format. The first yep. one is .tc, which is a true crypt uh, disk volume. That's one I've personally used before. Uh, KSD was And that the, is used to encrypt like entire hard drives? Entire hard drives, okay. yep. Uh, episode 202... The Colonel Panic was a KSD, which is a keep safe encrypted file, hmm. um, which is used for Google, and Android, and uh, Apple iOS operating systems. Uh, we talked about ASEC, um, init, uh, init one, that's the Google Android encrypted uh, system. Logic Bomb ended with a .hc, which is a Veracrypt disk volume file, which is another complete hard drive disk thing. I've used that one as well. Yeah, any of the volume encryption yeah. are going to be entire hard drive. Next episode is AES, which is another fairly well-known AES encryption right. system. Yeah. Uh, you get SME for episode 206, which is a smart encryptor. Is there like an MD5 or anything in there? I'm not seeing that. No. Uh, okay. There's a P, uh, P12 is the episode 207, which is a PFX, personal information exchange file. Um, this store secure certificates used to authenticate a person or device such as a computer or web server. Never even heard of that one. Hmm. Uh, 208 is FVE, which is the Windows BitLocker full volume encryption file. It's another way to fully encrypt a hard drive. Uh, Episode 209 is AXX, which is AxCrypt, which is another Windows-based file encryption system. And then finally, the uh, episode 210, the finale, is P7Z, which is a MIME-encrypted email message file. So that's like how you encrypt emails. Anyway, I thought right. that was interesting. Yeah, they might. That's the header stuff. There's also the, another uh, update to the IRC program that we talked about. If you go to the same IP address as last week, now Elliot will prompt you and say, "What were we talking about?" And if you put in Berenstain, he gives you essentially with an A or an E. Uh, with an E. People are writing in telling us we're wrong about that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, if you if you write it to, with an E, it, which he would gives just you, be the perfect example of. Of that effect, right, right. Um, anyway, if he if if you do that, 
you tell him, if, if he says, what's the name of the operation again? You type in Berenstain, and he says, he explains about the FBI standard issue smartphone running Android. And he, can, he essentially walks you through the exploit. He says, we're going to plant a femtocell on the FBI floor at E-Corp, which is Wi-Fi capable. Every Android phone in range will connect to it. Then our exploit runs from the phones. We'll be able to get emails, hopefully for the past 30 days, and SMS, which are text messages. Basically anything on the phone's local storage. It will need to be patched into the E-Corp network, too. Maybe we find IDF on that floor. Then we can poke around on the new network and pull from their new email file servers, coding the exploit now. We'll come back on when I'm closer to being done. So it just gives you okay. more technical details of the exploit that he was going to run. It seems like that's going to be a thing for the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, and then we got feedback. Uh, first up in feedback, again, if you want to send us feedback, uh, robot at baldmove.com. No mister, no dot, just robot. Mm-hmm. Plain old robot. Uh, or you can go to forums of forums.baldmove.com. We're using the KISS method. Keep it simple, Keep stupid. it simple. Keep it robot. <laughs> the Kurz system. Keep yeah. it robot, stupid. Uh, anyway, Brent J says, I couldn't help but notice that Elliot's dream sequence in the last episode is very reminiscent of the final scenes from one of my favorite movies, Raising Arizona, which has been on, I think, Cinemax a lot this month. I've been seeing it a lot as I'm going through the channels. Weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've watched, like, I think the whole thing in different chunks by this point. The music, the track, and the pacing all felt incredibly familiar. I bet a, page, a paycheck to S-Mail very much had this in mind when constructing the scene. It, I wouldn't doubt it because it does seem like he's putting in a lot of callbacks to a lot of his favorite. Like, we had a... Um, uh, 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, we had a Coppola episode. We had a Kubrick. Thing. Kubrick. Yep. Uh, if we have a, a Cohen, then you know cherry on top. Another fun tidbit: the restaurant where Angela has the fancy dinner is called Fidelio. This is also the password entered to enter the mask orgy and eyes wide shut. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot absolutely. about that. Uh, uh-huh. Shane Bowman pinned me like that right after we got done recording the podcast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that with that with the Lolita references and just the Kubrickian kind of style, yeah. lots of references. Uh, he asked Brent, "What do you think about the excess of references? Is it still cute, or has it gotten a little gross at this point?" I'm on the former end. He's still finding it cute. Yeah, me too. I I think they're you know subtle enough to not be annoying. And that's the thing. Like I said many times in Mad Men, I don't think it's valid to complain about these buried references as being too cute or on the nose. Because if you get them, then great. If you don't get them, then you can discover them on the internet. I don't. I don't see how they detract from one's enjoyment. Now, I think there's a point where you can layer it on too much as distracting, but that's the point. Right. Like, and if you're like, what the fuck is, you know, the, if, if it becomes like a Family Guy episode, then then we can talk. Yeah. But, like, if they keep it to Mad Men levels or Mr. Robot, where they're essentially uh, rewarding the casually smart or reasonably well-educated fan that has a broad, you know, that went to college or paid attention in literature class in high school, then Mm -hmm. sure. Why not? Um, plus I like shows like this because I only get like half the references, like the Van Gogh painting. Never heard of it. Never heard of this, the suicide painting theory. And that's, that's cool stuff. So John Sham says, if you guys watched, live and caught the end of have you guys ever watched mr robot live and caught the end of suits 
It's like a bad soap opera trying so hard to be mad men and failing so miserably. Oh, I can't imagine God. this and Mr. Robot attracting any of the same audience. If I was Sam Esmail, I'd be super pissed that this was my lead-in. It must have an impact on the it's not. It's not only the lead-in, it's the lead-out as well. Really? Uh, at least on the USA Network I was watching when I went to Colorado. Uh-huh. I watched it live, and holy shit. That is a terrible show. You know what? Because I, I f- remember reading it when it first came out like two years ago and mm-hmm. thinking, well, it's it's obviously a Mad Men ripoff right. clone kind of thing. But then I watched the, like, the teaser for it, and I'm like, this is just patent bullshit and ridiculousness. It was completely stupid, completely absurd. I now, hated every second of it. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing, John, John S. Ham. John Ham, I think I've cracked the code. This is John uh, Ham. Okay. Complaining about USA for some reason. Um Mad Men and Breaking Bad when they first came out on AMC didn't have like their lead in was some fucking weird ass, you know, right. uh you know, north by northwest or whatever. Like it 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 didn't have any kind of lead in. So when you are a lost leader boutique kind of show trying to up the 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 game of the the network you have to swim uphill and and you know there's a lot of doom and gloom about the ratings but if a, if USA is trying to do what we think they're trying to do they probably are thrilled with getting a one million share and three million same week downloads yeah and and views and pirates and stuff because that's exactly what they're trying to do mm-hmm. like you know if it's about reputation not numbers at this point sure hopefully for them if sure. they're playing their cards right because mad men and 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 breaking bad and their second seasons were also dog pissed jones right so they could drop suits though they could stand to just fucking they could burn that in the they uh, could trash fire i do know that net <laughs> so, so, God, so netflix so did have i thought or not netflix i'm sorry amc did have like rubicon i thought that was kind yeah, of yeah, highly yeah. regarded one season shot yeah and they canceled it so, but I don't think, yeah, it provided any lead into these shows. So, yeah. I, like I said, keep your chin up. I think Mr. Robot's doing exactly what USA wants it to do. Uh, Michael A., can we now put an end to the institution prison theory? The reference to the She-Devil seems pretty <laughs> clear-cut that it's Elliot's mom. Oh, I disagree. I totally disagree. Um, he says, maybe I'm wrong, though, and love to hear your theories. What if it's Elliot's mom? Or if, if it's Elliot's mom, then what happened to her when Elliot got kidnapped? So this is a good question. Because it looks like Elliot gets pulled out of his fairly institutionalized-looking bedroom cell, but then dragged out into the street and beat. And right, but not, like, dragged past his mom or anything? Like It's right outside his mom's house? Yeah, I think it's outside the house. Okay. I mean, that's that could be Ray just dragging him in outside into the parking lot of the institution or into a an uninhabited wing of it or something, right? Like, well, I'm just if always... Ray's inside the institution, yeah, he can grab him out of his cell and... Go do horrible things to him. Agree or disagree? Are you at the point where you think they need to start dropping some more hints about this? Like, I'm looking for, like, a few frames of it. Like, when he's talking to Angela, it, like, Twitchy. reverts a few frames yeah. to him being in, like, a, a an interrogation or visiting booth or something. I don't know. Because they didn't reveal the father thing until episode nine of last season. Yeah, but I kind of disagree. I felt like they had revealed that much like like around this time like i i felt like it was outside a reasonable debate that mr robot was a figment a figment of his imagination like midway through last season okay but well fine whatever you you thought about it, i don't think they i mean they didn't conclusively reveal that obviously mm. um 
and I feel like they've been dropping a lot of hints yeah. as to the institutional nature of this place. You're right. I mean, even like I, I thought the, the I mean, caretaker the idea... idea was kind of, you know, the smoking gun. But that's like well, maybe, but I mean, even the idea that he just doesn't go anywhere except these three places, right? Right. Right. Like the basketball court, the diner, well, so and his go, bedroom. He also house. goes to his psychologist's office. He goes to Krista's office. Right. That why, if he's in a mental institution, why would they release him to go see his therapist in her therapist's office? Like she's not in a different like if if they she was meeting some right. weird neutral location we've ever seen, but that's the other problem. Like, why is he being released to Krista? So I have seen they're busting him out or something. Yeah. So I've seen screenshots of this office from season one and season two, and they're different. Uh, they're not actually the same. There are light sockets in different places. Really? Uh, a lot of people are saying this might be Elliot's memory of the location, and she's actually coming to him, visiting that, him in the facility. That's okay. And you I can mean, go on Reddit and check these out. Yeah. I do think that they're being deliberately deceitful because it sure looks like, to my casual eyes... Uh, Krista's office. It's got the same lighting, right. the same windows. It does, same... but it's clearly smaller. It's like it Isn't could it the same be couch. I mean, you're right. He's you're playing he's with an unreliable. He's misremembering narrative. little details. Right. So like, it, it could be that she's coming to him. Okay. I don't know. All right, because that's that's the biggest problem. And if that's that's yeah. addressed even a little bit, it makes me feel a little bit better about the mental institution theory. I'm not okay. going to call it the prison theory anymore because I don't see it. I yeah. don't see it fitting the prison uh, concept at this point. Uh, you guys nailed it when you said Ray is possibly associated with the Silk Road type website. Do you know of any other character in television where you had somewhat positive feelings towards and then in one episode it completely shifted and you hated the character's guts? I despise Ray now. I fucking hate him. How, hopefully Elliot's torture won't last more than a few episodes and he'll de- destroy the group somehow. So it didn't One happen. episode completely shifting? Boy, yeah, it didn't happen in a single episode for me oh, with Ray. Like, he starts paying guys to beat people. Mm-hmm. Running a, an obviously nefarious website, right? But you didn't. You weren't. Like, I wasn't sure when he was beating this guy up whether he was like acting in the greater good, and this guy was doing some shady shit, and he was doing some cyber vigilanteism. Oh, I was pretty sure he was a gangster of some kind. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, which he seems to be, but uh, yeah, I mean, Russian certainly, gangster. there are a lot of characters that I i can't think of any off the top of my head but i know i've had this experience where i like a character and then they do some horrible shit i no longer like them hmm. i'm trying to think of a, a single episode fall it's hard yeah especially with that because like i could think of some but it would be massive spoilers to a show that's only the season's only been a, t- a year or two right so yeah i but it's it's pretty rarefied air Emmy writes in, is Dom the anti-Darlene? I heard comparisons last season that Tyrell was the anti-Elliot or what Elliot, what Elliot would look like if he went legit in the corporate world. Um, okay. Maybe it's just a long red hair, but there seems to be some kind of parallel with Dom and Darlene to me this season. Is there? I mean, I think the, what I think the parallels are Dom and Elliot. Like, what would Elliot right. look like if he was a white hat hacker? Or something, you know. I mean, she's not exactly a white hat hacker, but yeah, she's not a hacker, but she certainly. Uh, Do we know that? Because she seems like she really knows her way around technological evidence. We haven't seen it yet. If she is, um, but she certainly has that sort of curiosity and motivation to figure things out mm-hmm. that you can imagine Elliot having in law enforcement, right? 
So maybe there's some parallels there. I don't. I, I wish the the emailer would have explained the parallels they're seeing between Dom and Darlene. I think they did. It's thin. It's just. Um... I think the physical resemblance, the the burnet hair, okay, the auburn that's hair. not enough for me. So, okay. uh, lastly, I was so happy to see Elliot and Angela talking again. I really liked their friendship last season, and before this episode, I was kind of getting angry that she hadn't visited Elliot yet. I, to me, so do you feel like Sam's been straight with us with her character? Because I feel with like Angela? we've been led to believe that she hasn't given a shit about Elliot this whole season, and yet they drop. Uh, in casual conversation that, oh, I've actually tried to reach out to you several times and it's been on you. I I would have, man, I, I guess I don't like that when there's information that characters and POV characters know and we don't and it's like just not brought up because it's, like, it's an afterthought. Like, oh, fuck, we forgot to address this, so let's do it now. Yeah, I don't know that they've been straight with us on anything regarding Angela yet. Well, some of it is I don't fair play, her. I guess, but like not ha- showing her like even trying to call or right, text right. Elliot made it feel like she was a lot more evil than she seems to have been. Yeah, like even if we don't understand what she's doing with Philip, we see her doing it. Yeah. So it's there to be speculated on, but right. with Elliot, we never even saw And that's the thing, contact. if we saw her reaching out to Elliot while she's doing the stuff with Price, that would have given yeah. me a lot more information about her interactions and, with and Price. And that's what I'm yeah. saying like if you're doing if withholding information for effect, I don't that's uncomfortably unusual su- or the usual suspects for me okay which is one of my big bugaboos i don't i don't like that yep uh tom j have you seen on reddit the other and other places asking where is flipper the dog flipper the dog as you might remember yeah. is a dog from season one that elliot stole from krista's douchey fake boyfriend my guess is the knock on elliot's door was the authorities uh coming to elliot's there house to kill his dog in light of him stealing the dog what <laughs> Uh, and that is, and, and, and kind of like an Al Capone style, because he parenthetically says maybe that's the only charge they could file against him. And that's what's led to Cur- Kelly, Elliot's current, quote-unquote, incarceration in season two. If this is the case, I think Flipper the Dog would be in the hands of douchey fake boyfriend. It would make sense why Flipper the Dog is not with Angela Darlene. Wait, why this would, would also explain why, would why Flipper was not sitting at Elliot's dream table of friends and family. What? Why would douchebag McFuckface have him? Because he's the rightful owner, and the authorities don't know that he's a borderline dog abuser. Angela's boyfriend? No, not Angela, Krista. Oh, okay. He's like, well, Philper should be with Angela or Darlene. He's not. Right, right. Uh, so there was a dark, I, there was a lot of dark memes on Reddit last week. Not dank memes, dark memes, where they were blowing up the, the table and there's like this unspecified roast beast that's on the table, and people are like, people are looking for Flipper, and they drew a circle wow. around, yeah, <laughs> the turkey or the roast or whatever, because it is small dog size. Okay, uh, I don't know where Flipper is at, but I don't know either. I don't know that you would. <laughs> I don't know that you take down an international hacker on charges of dog theft. No, that seems. <laughs> also, where did we leave it with that guy? Like. Did Elliot burn him to the ground on his? Well, he came no, back to Ashley Krista Madison and tried. He, he hack came, yeah, he he came back to Krista and tried to say we need right, to, and obviously she rejected that advice yeah. and is still his counselor. But I don't honestly know what's become of him. I um, mean, the dog is the least of his concerns. Agreed. Also, how? Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it's possible, but that seems weird. 
Uh, Liz G says, if F- is FSI still at E Corp Attorney's house, the character they call Madam Executioner? How they managed yep. to stay there for five plus weeks? All good uh, questions. You were not the only one to raise that issue in her mailbag, and boy, I tell you what, if they keep, I feel like this is the break. She's sent off the flunkies. She's brought Angela to the inner circle. It's time to find yet another hideout. Because I'm with you, Liz. If this keeps up for another week or two, what the fuck? They made too big of a deal out of it with Susan Jacobs like talking about her commute and all this shit mm-hmm. to just drop it for the rest yeah. of the season. Right. They've got to readdress it, and it's got to be soon. Uh, Andrew from New York says, I love Ray. The performance is mesmerizing. The character is super interesting. In Jim's turn, terms, in Jim terms, he's my Chipotle Bay Rito. <laughs> But I'm having trouble seeing how he's involved in Elliot's life. Is Elliot the only person in the world who can do this site migration? If he's willing to use intimidation, torture, and perhaps murder, why would he invest so much time courting an unstable, damaged person? It'd be infinitely easier and more efficient to just kidnap a Samir uh, non-Giana not going to work here anymore. Oh, that's an office (laughs) Office reference. Uh, Office space reference. And be done with it, especially since he's losing money every day that his site isn't up. For that matter, how did he find Elliot? I'm assuming that there's some other element that we don't know yet, but on the surface, Ray just seems like a bad guy doing bad guy shit, and we're going through a lot of machinations to keep Elliot in peril. Do you guys have any theories on Ray? I mean, other than the... The institution theory—that's the perfect explanation. Yeah, that one really is. Like uh, I elaborated that—that's his kind of like dog, mad dog on a chain that he has ultimate control over. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and, I'm gonna go with that. You don't have to worry about him going to the authorities because he's under your care. Like he's right. not gonna be able to make a phone call that you don't know about. He's not gonna be able to go see the cops. Uh, I mean, Chris is the biggest, I guess, security leak to that. Yeah, or Angela, or Darlene, like the people he's, visiting, but yeah. the but the she devil is right there in the room too, maintaining. True, you know, if he starts raving about, you know, Ray's dark net thing, then she can come in. Okay, time for your meds. You need to go. Visiting hours are over. Yeah, uh, that's that's the best one, I think. Uh, he continues. I would like to mention that I'm a huge Kurt Vonnegut fan, and Midland City, the name of Ray's sites, immediately made me think of Breakfast of Champions. It's a very trippy book where the narrator has godlike powers over the characters. There's a lot of themes of free will, control being an illusion. But the more obvious references can be made to Vonnegut's theory that people are all robots. The narrator explains (laughs) that Kilgore Trout, a writer within the book's universe, is visiting Midland City where he delivers his book to another character. The fictional book is titled Now It Can Be Told. Vonnegut writes, the premise of the book was this. Life was an experiment by the creator of the universe who wanted to test a new sort of creature he was thinking of introducing into the universe. It was a creature with the ability to make up its own mind. All the other creatures were fully programmable robots. Okay. This is another... This ties into your... Yeah. Your advanced AI... Dark Army... Android. Singularity theory, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> huh. Uh, I don't know. I think, again, I think season two might be the e-coin, but if we're looking for hints of where the overall arc, it could go into real weird Philip Dick Like sci-fi level stuff, which is cool by me. I mean, you know, how far were we into the Matrix before we figured out, like halfway through before we realized the whole conceit of it? Yeah. Like, you know, if, 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 if last season was truly just a prologue, Right. Then, you know, who knows how weird this could get. Like, you could get some real Scanner Darkly type really weird shit going on. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. 
Um, so that is all the feedback we have for this week. If you'd like to send us more, robot at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com. And uh, we'll be back with next week's episode. Cool. Till then, then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.